Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg, and with me always is Ringo. Say hi, Ringo. Hi, Ringo. This week, we took on 2021's Thunder Force on Netflix. But before we get into that, what have you been up to? So I started watching the new Castlevania anime, and they have started off really strong. Which is surprising whenever Netflix actually goes ahead and takes the original story and then uh, sidesteps into something new. They've jumped to 1770-something. Not the American Revolution, but we're getting the French Re- one of the French Revolutions right after... God, what was it? It was a slave colony that had revolted, and then, and then France revolted right after. I wish I remembered what they... Which one was... What was the name... Of it, but they're like pulling stuff that like my prior history classes went over and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I fucking know that. That's cool. That's fucking cool. I'm super excited. I'm super excited whenever like I get nerdy shit that actually pulls like legitimate history stuff and doesn't like, as far as I can tell, fuck it up. You should read this cool book called Dianetics. It's definitely about history and it's I don't read books. No, I don't read books. Then how did you learn this history? I had it. I have a child, and I made the the child read it and tell me. I see. And you're just gonna trust that he told you correctly. I'm not gonna read the book because <laughs> if it was me and you were like, "Read me the history," I'd be like, "Oh, okay." So then George Washington fucked the xenomorph, and you'd be like, "Yeah, that tracks." That sounds. It sounds like you're actually educating me better than some of the teachers I had. In- <laughs> also, I am worried that I just put that out in the universe and somebody's drawing it right now. They're like, "Yeah, dude, here's oh. the Abe and George Washington spit roasting the alien queen." No, oh, yeah, for sure, man. I don't. We don't need that. Well, I'm already paying someone to go ahead and draw that right now. You don't speak. have that kind of money. You're, we you're make right, zero dollars but... a year on this podcast. Yeah, but I, I sold the child this week, so it's it's fine. You don't. You didn't get that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants a teenager. They, they paid me to go ahead and take him back, though. I know you. They'd have been like, "Hey, we'll give you, we'll give you these Pringles and this Hershey's bar," yeah. and he'd be like, "Hell yeah, dude!" Yeah, and then the kid would punch me, and I'd be like, "See, that's why you're getting sold for Pringles and a Klondike bar." <laughs> a Klondike bar. What would you do? I don't think they ever had sell your child as one of the commercials. Would you it's sell a family member ever. into the black market for a Klondike? <laughs> they stopped it's one of the ones like have. a dog. Oh, see, so they're the reason why we got that girl dog thing that popped up on the internet in like 2014 or some shit like that. I have no idea what you're talking about, legitimately. There was, never mind, we're not getting into that. All right, just. Pretend I didn't say that. If I could remember things from a decade ago that aren't TV show quotes, then I would be impressed. You can remember my name is Ringo. Yeah, I, don't think I you haven't know written my, in my notes. So. Fair. Fair. I got to write stuff down to remember, too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to remember some random internet fad from 2014, probably. It wasn't a fad. It was awful. It was like TikTok, but worse. Well, that's pretty can be pretty awful, but 
honestly, for all the social medias out there, I feel like it's gotten a little bit better. Yeah. The ads suck ass, but well, we just—it's what we discussed earlier before we started recording about how all three things end up going one of three ways, but whatever. Yeah. But it's just—I expect the ads will always suck. There's no—I've never seen an ad where I'm like, thank God, that really added to my experience. It really added to my experience. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know. How do you feel about the Super Bowl ads whenever they're done right? I don't care about them. Oh, okay. For Fine. the most part, they'll I'll remember them for maybe a week, and then I'll forget. Okay. I remember... Actually, that's not true. I remember there was one, and I don't remember what company it's for, which means it wasn't a great ad, but it was basically like, look what happens if you don't have auto insurance, and it was like people dying in a car crash, and I was like, this is very dark, like, buy Geico or else. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> Geico, but it's it struck me as very... Or it might have been home insurance, and like their house burned down. I don't know. I remember thinking to myself, I was like, that's a really dark way to sell insurance. It's like some mafia shit. Like, oh, it would be a shame if something were to happen. You, you don't buy their insurance and a guy like walks out of your house and you're like, what are you doing in my house? Oh, don't worry about it. You should probably go check on your family, though. Exactly. Uh-oh. Somebody didn't have Liberty Mutual. <laughs> honey, honey, we got to get insurance now. <laughs> Just, that's the next horror movie trend. Instead of jump scares, it's insurance salesman just showing up. By the way, hope you've got slasher insurance because oh. I'm here to slash the prices on your premium. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Do you like, like scary you're... movies? And then <laughs> just show red asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> they start showing up like Jehovah's Witness, and they're like, "Have you heard of my our insurance company?" <laughs> so they used to sell. What have you been up to this week, man? Oh, I was doing some TV watching. We started watching the Frasier reboot. It is... It's funny. It definitely has some good moments. Whether or not it's going to end up being, like, a good reboot, or if it's just going to be something that we're like, oh, well, that was a thing. I think it remains to be seen. We also are almost done watching Dexter, and, man... Dexter has an issue that I didn't notice the first time through, so I've never seen all the way through to the end of Dexter. I stopped watching after season five. Uh, my wife has seen the whole thing, but she is graciously rewatching all of it with me. But the the thing I noticed, it, even in the quote-unquote good seasons, which is one, two, three, and four, there's a lot of camera winking, and it's <laughs> it's annoying, because in the first season, yeah, sure, it's charming, where... Rita will say something like, thank God you're so normal, Dexter. And then the camera will cut to him and he's like, thank God you don't know about me. But by the time we get to the fourth season, that joke is played out. Oh, Dexter is just a normal guy who doesn't talk much. And you're like, okay, we get it. But actually, he's a serial killer. It feels like they could, they can't let go of that joke where he has to look at the camera and be like, or am I, right? Ain't I a stinker? And, and it's not so prevalent that it ruins the rest of the show or anything. It's just one of those things I notice where I'm like, so you guys are just going to do this the whole time? Like, this is just how you roll? Yeah, I think Greg heard behind him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the narrator went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have also been debating on making a D&D character that narrates his life in the third person, but there Ooh. is a line between having a funny gag and actually having a characteristic and or being annoying. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's probably funny for a, a bit, but it's probably not a good character. It goes in the 
to-be-workshopped file, along with mm-hmm. so many other things that I have in there. It's funny that you mentioned uh, workshopping uh, D&D characters, because I told you about how the kid's running his own whatever campaign. Oh, is he Discord. running it, or is he... I don't know who's running it, oh, but okay. right now it's just easier to say that he's running it, because that's where I get my information from. I'm like, if you ask me to run something like this with your friends, I'm going to create Granny Oathkeeper Paladin. Her name will be Granny Nightshade, and she's going to go around going, Oh, honey, you shouldn't cuss, because now I'm going to have to kick your ass. <laughs> and he's like, no, please don't. I'm like, then don't ask me to go ahead and do anything for D&D with you. I would I would think it would be pretty funny. if. So you know how there's that one subtype of game where the protagonist starts out with a mentor of some kind, but like right in the beginning, the mentor either retires or dies. And so now you have to figure out how to how to navigate the world and become the hero. Mm-hmm. I think it would be funny if it was like a group of kids and their chaperone was their mentor, like some high-level barbarian, but then he gets attacked and he's like, run, kids! And they find their chaperone later and like, oh my god, I made my family disappear. <laughs> Speaking of dated references, should we talk about Thunder Force? Yeah. All right. This week we took on 2021's Thunder Force on Netflix, rated PG-13. Starring Melissa McCarthy as Lydia, Octavia Spencer as Emily, Jason Bateman as the Crab, Bobby Cannavale uh, as the King, and Palm Clementiff as Laser. Trigger warnings for bodily fluids because, of course, bullying, general mayhem, and raw chicken. In a world where sociopaths called miscreants have been genetically modified to have superpowers, childhood friends Lydia and Emily unlock the secret to modifying their own genes to gain similar powers. Lydia gains super strength, while Emily gains the power to become invisible. Together, they form Thunder Force, a superhero team that vows to take on the miscreant menace and bring, uh, bring safety back to the common person. Also, Lydia falls in love with the crab, and Emily has a kid. Hope you like raw chicken! Dem Reviews. Writing for the Associated Press, Mark Kennedy said, It's a tedious mess to endure and seemed like way more fun making than watching. For the SF Chronicle, McLaselle says, The likability of Lydia and Emily helps, but writer-director Ben Falcone's tendency to milk emotion that isn't there drags down the movie and some of the comic bits feel obvious and pushed. On Rotten Tomatoes, Mark Timothy E. gave it a 7, commenting, Honestly, it's exactly what you'd expect from McCarthy. The team is so good at funny comedies like this. Also on Rotten Tomatoes, user Jan V or Jan V gave it a five, mentioning the movie, especially McCarthy, has its moments, but also a lot of cringe. Could be worse, but also could have been a lot better. What'd you think of this movie, Ringo? You're the one who made us watch it. The jokes went on too long. The commentary went on too long. They did shots that went on too long. The raw chicken, the raw fucking chicken, man. Whoever decided to do that. <sighs> I didn't like the movie. <laughs> I don't know how to get it. I, I think that they probably could have gone ahead and done this movie a little bit of justice if they hadn't decided to go ahead and do things like, hey, let's do Steve Urkel for, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds. Hey, let's go ahead and do Raw Chicken for 15, 20 seconds. Hey, let's do Lydia and Emily climbing into a car for 15 to 20 seconds. Hey, let's do Lydia and the crab going ahead and dancing in a memory thing for three minutes i don't know they went on way too long for everything and i didn't feel connected to the characters i didn't feel like the story dragged me in i felt bored i honestly there were things that i skipped because it just went on for far too long 
anytime that the chicken came out oh my god anytime the chicken came out i had to skip it i couldn't watch that that's i almost vomited watching it which i guess maybe that's what they were going for but it was bad i, I need a therapist just because of the chicken scene <laughs> i like i get what they were trying to say and i okay i don't exactly get what they were trying to say but i do think that they just spent way too long on things to try and reach however long they wanted this movie to be so that they could go ahead and throw it into theaters or something like that. I don't know. The actors and actresses felt like they were bored to me while they were in their scenes. It felt like they didn't care about what they were doing. Melissa McCarthy was the only one that really felt like she was throwing energy into anything, but even that kind of felt like she really wasn't putting herself into the, the place of the character that she was trying to play. I don't know. That's just what how I took it. I, I don't know. How do you feel, Greg? <laughs> So actually, Melissa McCarthy threw 100% at it. I just didn't, I don't think there was much to throw 100% at. Like you, I thought the jokes in this movie went on way too long. I timed some of them out. So the first one that I thought of where I was just like, oh God, this is what we're getting into in this movie. It was a one minute shot of Lydia deciding whether or not the milk or the cereal that she was eating was gross. And it was just, it's solo gross out humor so it's clearly meant for the entertainment of the audience in this case it's not like she's doing something for another character's grace this is just us watching Lydia essentially drink bad milk and then be like oh that's gross and that's immediately where I was like alright so it's going to be one of those kind of movies there's also there was a scene early on before they were superheroes where Lydia goes to look in a glass door and bonks her head and I was like oh my god it's Three Stooges so (laughs) And that should be, in my opinion, the barometer at which we really examine this movie. The Urkel joke you mentioned before was 34 seconds. And when I when we say Urkel joke, she literally saw a black person wearing suspenders and glasses and said, who's Urkel? And the other two characters are like, wait, what's Urkel? And then she goes, did I do that? Like for 30 seconds. Just that's the impression. Walking around saying, did I do that? While it's his most famous line, he has other lines. And... She also could have said, from Family Matters, but instead it was just, (laughs) it was supposed to be a funny bit and it it didn't work. And the movie is, by the time I was done adding everything up, I counted about 15, 20 minutes of jokes that went on too long. A 50 second thing of the Super Bowl shuffle slash yelling Thunder Force, which is just a style of joke that I'm so goddamn tired of. I think Judd Apatow, if he didn't start it, he perfected it. But this idea of saying something over and over again until it's funny as like a comedy bit, it's played out at this point. And so watching them be like, Thunder Force, Thunder Force, Thunder Force, Thunder Force. Oh, my God. Pass. Yeah. It, it just it, so much. Of, well, I don't get why you know, movies and TV shows have to repeat things anymore, man. I get that they're trying to replicate something that's already been done, but God, it's already been done. Stop. My theory is that they know people aren't paying attention. And so they're trying to make sure that the joke landed for the crowd of people who are watching this on Netflix with their phone out. So that would be, that'd be my thought. It's our fault. That's really what I'm saying. We own this one, but I think before I get into the raw chicken thing, because I, I have a different issue with the raw chicken, but I think the thing that you touched on that makes this movie really not work, and it's something that it seemed that Mikkel Sal here also said, is the whole aspect of these two were childhood friends who had a falling out and then reconciled. 
is literally immediately solved. We spend mm-hmm. probably five to seven minutes establishing their entire backstory of friends to not friends to Emily became this super genius scientist, basically a good version of Elon Musk and achieving the goals that she wanted to achieve. Whereas Lydia stayed the fun loving blue collar person who drives a forklift and between already knowing both of these character archetypes, everybody knows these character archetypes, but also it not mattering one bit in the movie. Even the revelation that Emily had a kid that Lydia didn't know about, that meant nothing to them. They both basically were like, yeah, wow. Anyway, and then they moved on because they should because there's more important things to do in this movie. This movie is about two people who find a way to genetically alter themselves to become superheroes. And so there shouldn't be any time for reconciling past friends if it's just going to be tossed out right away. So we could have gotten a quick one minute recap when Lydia texts Emily, hey, I know I haven't seen you in a long time ever since our falling out. Will you be at the high school reunion? Boom. We just shaved eight minutes off the runtime of this movie. And then we don't get that annoying shit with the kids. Oh, the the bullying part? Yeah, the annoying bullying. I did think it was funny when she said, hey, go in the dumpster. Oh, yeah. No, that was great. Because trash belongs in the dumpster. That was fantastic. That was. I think that might have been the only time that I actively laughed. There was another joke that made me laugh. I'll get to it in a minute because it's the unsung hero of this movie. But yeah, so that was one of my big issues was that there was a, I hate to quote him, but almost like a forced emotion between these two as if there was going to be higher stakes because these friends reconciled. Tie that in with the obviously she's not going to die, but what if she dies moment where at the end of the movie... Lydia grabs the bomb that is supposed to detonate and jumps into the water. And then everyone's like, whoa, did she make it? And it's like, of course she made it because Superman makes it. And she's basically Superman without the flying or the heat vision. She's got mm-hmm. all the same thing. She seems to be immune. I don't know why she's dodging bullets. It seems like she'd be immune to that. Maybe that laser blast from laser would be deadly to her. But everything else seems like it probably wouldn't do that much to her. But yeah, and then they throw the bomb in the water and just back to life but it's supposed to be this kind of like did she make it and my thought was like do we care yeah it seems like her main traits besides wanting to fuck the crab were that she really likes her slayer shirts and the 1985 chicago bears thinking about that they could have done the scene and just had her throw the bomb out into the river and it would have been the same thing but what if she missed like she did with the bus see i thought they were gonna do a thing where she throws it incredibly high up into the atmosphere uh, let her go ahead and throw it and then hit someone with it and blow up a city block with a bunch of citizens so that they become the evil villains. Now we have a different story and we can have an, another reason to dislike. <laughs> but yeah, so the the part that made me laugh was the grandma because she was fucking hilarious. When they went back to tell her that they were Thunder Force, mind you, they don't wear masks and they drive around in open. There's footage of them on the news. But they tell the grandma, well, there's something we want to talk to you about. And the grandma gets super excited and busts out the two females wedding cake topper. (laughs) And she's like, I always knew you guys would find somebody. And they were like, no, we actually both like dudes. And the grandma's like, well, at least try, goddammit. That made me laugh. (laughs) And then when she's like, oh, let me guess. You guys are Thunder Force. You act like I don't watch the news. You're just being mean. That was the funniest scene in this entire movie by far and away. And that brings us back to the raw chicken. Uh, fucking raw chicken, man. God damn it. So 
The rock chicken thing is quintessential gross-out humor. It is not a good bit in this movie, and they focus on it a bunch. This is... If there is a stereotype of comedians like Melissa McCarthy where they're just doing gross shit to make you laugh, this is exactly what they're talking about. This is a bunch of close-ups of a person eating raw chicken and then being like, don't judge me, and we're all supposed to laugh about this. And it's not really a very funny joke when it's introduced like, Lydia goes, ew, gross, I don't want to eat raw chicken. And then she, her body starts craving it, and she just takes a bite of it. Maybe you would laugh at that, but they keep bringing it back up, and it's just not good. And the end of the movie, this was obviously supposed to be one of the big jokes. If you've listened to our episode on The Wrong Missy, you know the, the way I evaluate these things is looking at what they keep showing us as what's supposed to be a big joke. So I've already mentioned the Urkel thing. The Urkel was a one-time 30-second bit. It was too long, and it wasn't funny. But at least it wasn't the point. This wasn't supposed to be a quote-unquote big joke. But the entirety of the raw chicken thing runs a good three minutes of this movie's 147 minutes. And so that takes up 3% of the movie. And it's the last joke we close on is Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy feeding each other raw chicken. And so this was clearly supposed to be the big joke or a big joke. We were supposed to walk away from this movie going, oh, man. And when they fed the raw chicken, lol. So... The fact that that doesn't land so hard, it really says a lot about what this movie fails to do. And it fails at a kind of comedy that everybody involved in this movie... I don't know Octavia Spencer's body of work very well, so maybe not. But Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman should be good at this type of comedy. And it just doesn't work. Yeah, and it makes me wonder... Why is it that this movie didn't work? Because I feel like they had like all the pieces to go ahead and make a comedy out of this that could make people laugh, but this was just not funny. Except for like the two parts that you pointed out, the trash can and the grandma. The trash can and the grandma sounds like a folk band. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen to it. Hey dude, I heard the trash can and the grandma's coming down. You wanna check it out? <laughs> they dropped a new album. So the reason that this doesn't work, and I'm going to go back to my old chestnut here, and by old, the show's not that old, but I've already said this, I think, twice. What type of movie is this? Oh, that this is a combination action? Yep, it is a blank slash comedy, because they mm-hmm. didn't have enough to make an action, they didn't have enough, they didn't have the right stars to make an action movie, so we had to get the blank slash comedy. Right? Let's, what if it's superheroes, but lol? And... These movies almost never fucking work. It's not that they never work. There's definitely good examples of action comedies out there. I think I messaged you that this is just Hot Shots but bad. That's actually Mm -hmm. not true. Hot Shots is a straight-up spoof or parody. I'd have to look at exactly the definitions of the two to tell you which one it is. But they are obviously aping other action movies. All of those 80s government action movies, that's what Hot Shots is making fun of. This is taking on, this is doing like almost a, what if Iron Man but funny? That's what Thunder Force is trying to be, and it, it doesn't work, because Iron Man was an action first, and then they happened to write some comedy in there that worked, but the vast majority of it is about the the change from, from Tony Stark basically being a rich playboy to Tony Stark basically being a rich playboy that's also Iron Man. I'm not saying it's the deepest movie, but in terms of making an action movie that also has some comedy, it works. Iron Man himself might have been a doof, but in the movie, Rob Rob Stark, 
Tony Stark <laughs> takes himself serious the whole time. He's yeah. incredibly dedicated to what he believes. He knows business and he knows his science. And in this movie, Melissa McCarthy doesn't wash her suit because it's bad luck to wash it. It's fucking... Emily tells her that we can't wash these. That was the excuse. Um, yeah, sure, whatever. Also, <laughs> this movie spent a good 35 seconds on look at two plumper ladies get into tiny car. Is it funny? And then another 20, 20 seconds of them getting out, right? Because it was so funny the first time that we had to see it the yeah. second time. Real quick, I want to go ahead and say that like, if the first Iron Man had been labeled as a comedy, it would be really fucked up. I think if the first Iron Man had tried to do what this movie's trying to do, which is pure mix between action and comedy, the MCU wouldn't have happened. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I'm just saying with like how that movie, like what that movie is, if, that, if they label it as a comedy, then sure. it can be a way more fucked up movie. But yes, this firmly supports my hypothesis of the something-slash-comedy genre is almost always a miss. I, I feel like every time we watch one of these movies, we have the exact same set of complaints, which is they always have jokes that go on too long, they have jokes that don't land, and they're focused on. And it's, I don't know, it supports my hypothesis in a way that only bad science can support my hypothesis, because it's two people having the same results from the same type of movie, so this is clearly not any sort of real testing. But yeah, I think it would be, I, I would love if we found a good action comedy or action comedy you and I both liked and then tried to contrast what works different. But before we, we wrap up here, I do want to say something else, continuing the thread from earlier. I always, I, I try to grab positive and negative reviews to highlight both, right? There's sometimes movies don't have much in the way of positive reviews, so I, I can find like sometimes a movie review that gives a movie a 40 when it's a really bad movie. But usually I can find highs and lows. I would say the average movie we look up, the highest review, there's like one person who loved it and gave it like a 90 or a 100. And then there's a lot of other publications who give it mid scores with a couple giving it uh, low scores. And then I usually try to do user reviews the same way, go to a couple different websites and find stuff. And today I had to comb through just a shitload of reviews that were obviously on the I'm still mad about the Ghostbusters remake train and everything that entails. And I think that if you're just an honest to goodness Ghostbusters fan, you're probably not upset about this. So what would the other reason be? Oh, I bet it's because you're mad that women are in the movie and not mans. And the fact that this movie came out in 2021, years after that whole Ghostbusters thing is is done and over with, you're still out there being like, I'm Melissa McCarthy and this sucks and blah, blah, blah. You have to grow up. You have to. It's the necessity. Like, or please leave. Just leave the internet. Just don't be on the internet anymore because you're making things worse. You're not... Your, your side is not going to win. There's not a group of people out there who are going to be like, yes, finally, we've definitively removed women from comedy and leading roles. That's not going to happen. And so all you're doing is just making things worse. You're making the world a worse place to be in. Stop writing these fucking reviews. And if you can't, stop using the fucking internet. Something that my mom told me when I was younger. If you don't have something nice to say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> My mom told me that, but that was it never worked on me. Oh, no, I, I know it's not going to work on anyone that put those comments, but I, I, I... Okay, so, hey, Mom, I know that you didn't cuss at me, but I, I am going to direct that at... Oh, it's been know, a couple of episodes. That... Hi, Mother Ringo. <laughs> hey, Mom. So I am going to go ahead and direct this at anyone that goes ahead and says that or something derogatory about women. Shut the fuck up. You don't have something nice to say, shut the fuck up. Even for these movies, whenever I don't like them, 
I try to go ahead and say something positive about it. And you know what? It was nice to go ahead and see Palm, Clemtiff, Melissa Carthy, Octavia Spencer, Taylor Mosby, all going ahead and acting. It's nice to see women act, especially when you have a diverse cast. It's nice to see and, diversity. And what has our critique been this whole entire time? The movie wasn't funny to us. We don't think that the jokes were very good and they went on too long, right? There was no mention of like, oh, and it's women or anything like that, because that's not how we think. That's not how most people think. If you see a movie that's not funny, it's very weird to be like, oh, well, I saw this movie that wasn't funny. Therefore, all people of whatever characteristic I'm upset about can't be funny. That's just yeah. a well, weird, bad take. And there's a there's several isms for that. And you take yeah. your pick, whichever one you think applies to you. But it's it's obvious. I, I don't know if you guys think you're being slick. Also, in, in case maybe this will help your stupid little slick brains out there. But all the companies were surprised when you review bombed them back in like 2014 and 15. They didn't know what review bombing was. Now they know how to modify that. And they know that even if you're giving it one stars, you're still getting a lot of people to click and you're putting their movie towards the top of the page and other people who aren't idiots. You, you, you used to be able to trick boomers and maybe some early gen Xers, but late gen Xers, millennials, etc. We know what the fuck you're doing. So when we see a, bu- a movie with like 3,000 one-star reviews that are basically like, women, we know that these aren't legitimate reviews. We're very aware. So stop. You're only hurting yourselves and making things worse for everybody. And if that's the kind of person you want to be, I guess congratulations for, for doing it well. But otherwise, you're a fuckface and you should stop doing it. You should probably also kick yourself in the balls. Well, that's That takes talent. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to go ahead and be that fuckface, kick yourself. Yeah. Kick yourself really hard. Do it. Uh, but anyway, enough on that tangent. I think we, we've made our point clear. I do want to call out one more joke that I would. I genuinely hope that Ben Falcone hears this and at least tweets us what the joke was. There is a... Did I time it? Hold on. I think I did 50-something seconds. Yeah, 52-second bit in the, like, in the transition between Act 2 and Act 3 of a person saying that his name is Andrew. And I wish that there was more to it than that, but it's literally the big boss man says, you, what's your name? And then he's like, Andrew. And they're like, do you prefer Andy? And he's like, oh, well. And then it's like a good 30 seconds of him saying the different ways that people call him. Andrew, Andy, Andy Pandy, which seems a little too familiar. This was like a weird Colin Robinson character out of nowhere. He was just being an energy vampire. I don't think he was supposed to be. And it really sucked any kind of fun out of that movie. Or out of that moment, not out of that movie. But it it wasn't a good joke and I don't really understand what they were going for there and just to cover our ass a little tiny bit here you and I are probably not the target market for this movie like we're not the target demo and so maybe this is hilarious to people about 10 years younger than us and maybe I don't get it and that's fine if that's the case then I'm just an old man yelling in the cloud maybe and maybe you nailed it right there maybe Ben Falcone is an energy vampire and he just made this go ahead and drain himself <laughs> dude that would be the ultimate career for an energy vampire right just hey. create a draining movie you know hey if Ben Falcone if that's your if that's your angle this movie is perfect yeah you nailed it <laughs> yeah, I feel tired after this I'd give this a, a 10 out of 10 if that's your angle but if that's not then you're getting a 0 out of 10 from me man yeah seriously any other stuff that stood out in this movie to you? Any other good quotes or bad quotes? 
Hey, when you go ahead and give yourself a, a villain or a superhero and you make their superpower like something like electricity and then you tase them and they struggle to deal with getting tased because their ability is electricity, but the taser is electricity. I have an issue with that. I don't know. Use something else. Hey, they can't deal with like knots. I don't know. Give their weakness something else other than the power that they have. That's it. That's all I've got. So overall, I think neither one of us recommends this movie. Am I correct? I'm correct. Unless, of course, it turns out that Ben Falcone is an energy vampire. Then everybody should watch it so that Ben Falcone... <laughs> so that, that he can feed. Yeah. Uh, I don't care if he eats or not. Don't watch this movie. But there are better action comedies out there. Off the top of my head, I would say Hot Fuzz is a better action comedy. If you're looking for something a little bit newer, then 21 Jump Street wasn't to my liking, but it's a better movie than this. And... It's hard to say. I think maybe Free Guy is better than this movie. And Free Guy yeah. is an action comedy. It's not quite the same thing. I don't have many examples of action comedies with dual female leads because I just don't think there are many. But you can find other female-led movies that are also better than this. That's my thought. Is This probably is, unless you're just a mega M- Melissa McCarthy fan, this probably isn't for you. And I would pick something else to watch. I agree with you on that. Would you say Free Guy is a better movie than this? I do think that Free Guys is a better movie than this. Would I, you I say wasn't... The Outlaws is a better movie than this? The Outlaws. Yes, I would say The Outlaws is a better movie. Okay. Then, yeah, of the action comedies we've watched, this is probably the, the weakest of the three. Oh, one other thing I want to toss in there. I saw a review that said... This movie isn't good, but it's definitely not hateable. And that's actually how I feel about it. I don't recommend it, but I certainly don't hate this movie. It's not, yeah. it's just not to my taste. I didn't think the jokes were good, but at the end of the day, it's really, it's perfectly fine. It's just not worth watching again. Or if you're somebody who really takes stock in our opinions, it's not worth watching in the first place. Yeah. And I think I also messaged you something similar to that review. And I think I was, it was, I don't hate this movie, but I'm bored and I don't know which one's worse. All right. Well, we've been streaming Wasteland. This has been Thunder Force on Netflix. You can find us at all of the various social media apps using at Streaming Wasteland. You can find us uh, on all of your podcast getting platforms. It is Streaming Space Wasteland. You probably know that because you found this episode. So congratulations to you. Also, you can email us streamingwasteland at gmail.com if you just want to send us pictures of your middle finger or say that we are big dum-dums and the comment limits on other places won't let you write your entire rant. Go ahead and send us the whole thesis. I'll read it. I might even read it on air. And with that, say goodbye, Ringo. Ringo says bye. (laughs) Ow, my finger. Oh, he stuck his finger in the beer can again. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 